Let's Face the Issues is a daily broadcast ministry of First Conservative Baptist Church with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. Dr. Youngblood is also the founder, president of Conservative Theological University. Let's Face the Issues broadcast deals with real issues facing our culture today from a biblical perspective. God created three institutions, the home, government, and the church. Therefore, any issue that is harmful or has a negative impact on either of these institutions will be carefully dealt with and confronted from a biblical worldview. Too often, good people are afraid to confront serious issues that are attacking the church, the home, and Christians. We must stand against the enemies of the family and the church. Tune in each day for another broadcast of Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood. Here is Dr. Youngblood with Let's Face the Issues. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on Let's Face the Issues today. Looking forward to a journey with you as you, our listener, participate in the dialogue and the discussion each and every day on this broadcast. Let me remind you that telephone number is 831-0917-831-0917. Your telephone call goes directly through to the studios and right to our microphones so that we can entertain your question, your comment, your dialogue and discussion on the issue. We'll be talking about today a very serious subject, an issue that I believe we all need to recognize as to the status of it in America. Lawlessness prevails. Lawlessness prevails. Ladies and gentlemen, most Americans believe that when you have a court case, especially if it's a federal court, uh, one of the appeals courts, uh, District uh, uh, 5 or otherwise, or the Supreme Court, you would think that when that ruling is made, that those in leadership, especially out of the Oval Office, uh, would follow that uh, dictate from the courts. It was expected by uh, the uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and AOC and the others. It was expected that when the court would rule against Donald Trump or rule anything that they did not like, for the Trump administration, that all of a sudden, if uh, Donald Trump were to breathe in the opposite direction, they'd want to impeach him simply because he was not going along with the scheme of things out of the uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer's regime of the socialist Marxist BLM Communist Democratic Party. But as a result of that, ladies and gentlemen, we're finding today that the Biden administration has a philosophy and a feeling that somehow, some way, they're above the law. We're literally watching. Uh, that which says to me that the Biden administration claims to be against anything that's called the rule of law. Uh, they're lawless in what they're doing and carrying out. And I don't think we could expect anything different when you have a president that will uh, pledge to the flag of another nation uh, here or to the United Nations. Senator Barrasso says at the climate conference, Biden pledged allegiance to the flag of the United Nations, not to the United States flag. Republican Wyoming Senator John Brasso said Sunday that President Joe Biden embarrassed all Americans at the recent climate conference in Glasgow by pledging allegiance to the flag of the United Nations, not the United States flag, end quote. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, he uh, is not cognitively aware of what nation he's supposed to be president of and what uh, nation he should bow to. Or is it possible he is fully cognizant of that? and recognizes what he is doing is to place the United States of America under the leadership and the domination and the dominion of the United Nations. Perhaps that's what he knows. That's what he's carrying out unconsciously, though he is not cognitive of all that he does and says. Ladies and gentlemen, as we face the issues, we do so based on the authority of the written, revealed, inspired, infallible, inerrant word of God. 
It's the truth book. It's called the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, as it used to be in the little song with the uh, uh, boys and girls in vacation Bible school or in the waters where they were saying the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me, the B-I-B-L-E. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the truth book. Jesus said in John 8, 31 and 32 to his disciples, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Then Jesus declares in John 14, 6, I am truth. Further, he makes a declaratory statement in John 17, 17, when he says, thy word is truth. Ladies and gentlemen, truth is not sought for today. Truth is, in fact, I believe Nancy Pelosi couldn't spell the word truth if her life depended on it. And the whole group in the Beltway in Washington today has a mindset somehow, some way that they can tell a lie long enough, big enough, loud enough, and it will become the truth. This is the reason George Orwell in his uh, dystopian novel of 1984, he's a secularist, but he made the statement, the further a society drifts from the truth, the more it will hate those who speak it. Senator, former Senator Jim DeMint made the statement, and I look at the headlines when he made that statement, warns America's decline is linked to the death of truth. He goes on to say, what we believe about truth does not change what is true. What we believe about reality does not change what is real. There's no greater example of arrogance and self-worship than to assume whatever we believe is true and real. Yet uh, that is precisely the prevailing view in America today, even among Christian churches. This is the reason I go to the statement of the 15th century theologian and church reformer, Jan Hus. Jan Hus says, faithful Christians seek the truth, listen to the truth, learn the truth, tell the truth, love the truth, live the truth, defend the truth, even to death. And ladies and gentlemen, that's my challenge to you each and every day on this broadcast. I believe it's time that Americans, especially as Christians and conservatives and patriots, I believe it's time that we stand up for truth. I think it's time we stop being silent. I think it's time we be visible, valiant, verbal, and uh, stand in the face of the enemy and tell the truth, standing on the truth, which is the written, revealed, inspired, infallible, inerrant word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, this portion of the day's broadcast is sponsored by Tools for Time. Tools for Time is an outdoor power equipment dealership company specializing in the turnkey business packages for individuals looking to own your own landscape or lawn care business. Tools for Time carries the full line of homeowner brands like Honda and Echo, Tools for Time, ladies and gentlemen, has a knowledgeable staff that can answer all of your questions about the professional as well as the homeowner brand landscape and lawn care equipment. Tools for Time is located at 11291, that's 11291 Old St. Augustine Road. Perhaps you ask the question, how do I identify it? How do I find it? It's located, ladies and gentlemen, right at the intersection of I-295 and Old St. Augustine Road. There's a gigantic flag, 165-foot flagpole with the American flag flowing 24-7. Find the U.S. flag at the intersection of I-295 and Old San Augustine Road. At the base of that flagpole, ladies and gentlemen, you'll find the home of Tools for Time. Toolsfortime.com. Toolsfortime.com. Ladies and gentlemen, in a moment, we're going to introduce our special guest for today. We're going to have some dialogue and discussion on a multiple uh, level of uh, uh, information and uh, things that's taking place in our nation today. And What we need to do as Christians and conservatives, and I pray that it is your inspiration and education and uh, direction each and every day as you tune into this broadcast. I pray that it gives you information that you otherwise will not find. I pray that you are inspired with the information and it causes you to be passionate about where we are and what we're doing as Christians and conservatives in our nation today. But ladies and gentlemen, the, it looks like the Biden administration is totally off the rail when it comes to anything 
called lawfulness because there's a feeling that they're above the rule of law. Uh, you find that uh, perhaps no greater than finding where the illegals crossing our border, about a million and a half thus far this year under the Biden administration. And you recall uh, President Trump had gotten the ruling by the courts that all of the illegals coming in need to remain in Mexico until their case was decided uh, before coming across the border. Well, fiat uh, uh, Biden comes on the scene and he simply feels that he doesn't have to abide by that regulation, that guideline or what the law says in relationship to that. And so he's just simply allowing them to come in by the hundreds of thousands uh, coming across the border and total disregard to the court's ruling about keeping them in Mexico. It's called the stay in Mexico ruling. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, with the Biden's lawlessness today, uh, they're what I call uh, illegally, unlawfully, unconstitutionally, dropping carloads, busloads, van loads, plane loads of illegal aliens with every kind of disease and every kind of background. They're not required to get a vaccination. They're not required to wear a mask, but they're being dumped in the red states like Florida and Texas and all of the major cities right here in Jacksonville. We recently had the murder of a a uh, young woman by an illegal coming in. He's been in and out of America several times. He's here because of the open borders with the Biden administration. He claims to be 16 years old when the record proves that he's 24 years old. He claims that he didn't know anything about what they uh, found that he had done, but they followed the blood trail right to where he was staying. And it's because of the illegal aliens coming in that we're finding beheadings on the streets in America today by the jihadists that are being brought in. We're finding uh, murders that are ticking up dramatically, and those things that are illegal and unconstitutional as a result of the Biden administration feeling that they're above the rule of law. But ladies and gentlemen, it ought not to surprise us because you look at Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, it says, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Ladies and gentlemen, the word there, iniquity, is the same word for twisted, perverted sin. It also is translated lawlessness, lawlessness. And because lawlessness shall abound, Ladies and gentlemen, we find that to be biblical today, lawlessness abounding. And it goes right to the heart of this particular administration with executive orders uh, on a fiat basis, not following the rule of law, not following the constitutionality of uh, that which you ought to. In fact, he says the Bill of Rights are not established permanently. He says that the Second Amendment can be amended, modified, and or in some way uh, abridged. And it's as a result of Merrick Garland, the DOJ puppet, uh, that is in office today that will uh, not follow the rule of law, does not uh, look at uh, court orders, does not look at anything that's called the Constitution and our Bill of Rights as being valid or constitutionally correct for our citizens. If you don't believe that, just look at the memo he sent to the uh, FBI asking them to investigate any parent that stands before the school boards challenging the school board's authority. In fact, one of the, and we'll talk about this with our uh, guest today. One of the things we'll talk about is the uh, uh, election in Virginia, and it's all based upon the fact that the DOJ had called all of the parents in Virginia and others across the nation domestic terrorists because they were challenging uh, the boards of education in those cities. But ladies and gentlemen, today parents are considered domestic terrorists. Today, if you stand for Trump, today if you voted for Trump, today if you're a conservative, today if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, you're considered a domestic terrorist in the crosshairs of the DOJ, the FBI, and every other of the federal police agencies in America today. Ladies and gentlemen, 
just this week, Biden ordered the national uh, employers uh, to ignore the court order to halt the Biden's rule. I'm going to read this and then we'll interview our guest today. Here's an article that says the Biden administration pushes the court to lift, lift and block on uh, OSHA COVID-19 vaccination mandate. It is uh, a tragic thing, ladies and gentlemen, that we find the Biden administration literally saying that he ought not to be under that. In fact, the White House says to the employees, employers, here's the article, White House to employers, that's employers across America, small businesses and large businesses across America. He says, ignore the court order and proceed with the vaccine mandate. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you do when you have the president, the chief executive officer of a nation, when you have the president of the United States of America saying blatantly, openly, that we ought not to uh, obey anything that's called the rule of law or the uh, constitutionality of our Bill of Rights or anything that the courts might render as a decision. That's where we are. And I call it lawlessness. We'll talk about that today. And I'm delighted to have with us today our very special guest, Congressman Mike Hill, former District 1 Florida representative. He's with us today. Congressman, welcome to Let's Face the Issues today. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on this broadcast. Dr. Youngblood, thank you for having me. And as always, your opening monologue was right on point. You raised some very important issues, in particular, the lawlessness that we are seeing coming from this Biden regime. When it comes to the lawlessness, have I tagged it right when you see that most of what he's done, if not all, I believe I could say overwhelming majority of all that uh, the Biden administration has done by fiat, by totalitarianism, uh, simply by executive order and or not even executive order, just a uh, motion to do something. And it hits the news because he announced the news and it goes forward uh, today. Uh, Congressman, would you say that what we're calling the vaccine mandate, could that be considered even in the closest realm, something that is legal, that is lawful, that is has been done by the rule of law at all? No, not at all. And, and I would also add to that, Dr. Youngblood, that is immoral. It, it is wrong to try and force someone to take medicine that they do not want and certainly do not need. What we are seeing coming from this administration, from this regime, is a total disregard of the rule of law and being placed under the constraints that our Constitution places them. Our founding fathers wanted to make sure that the government did not rule the people as some king or some despot, as we are seeing, that is exactly what this Biden regime is doing. And so they put a, they, they had a separation of powers, and they stated that these are your only enumerated powers for each of the three branches. And our Tenth Amendment to the Constitution clearly states that if something that we did not mention as one of your enumerated powers is not in that Constitution, then you do not have it. You just can't assume it. And that is what Joe Biden is doing right now, he and his entire regime. You know, John Adams said that our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And we are seeing that right now on display, that the Biden regime is immoral and irreligious. 
So the Constitution means nothing to them. Absolutely. That's the thing that is so shocking to me. And I believe that we have a large number of people across America, and perhaps even those in this audience today, that somehow, some way believe that if Biden says that it ought to be uh, fallen. In fact, I've had people to try to shame me and say, well, don't you realize if the government says to do it, that we ought to do it because the Bible says we need to obey the government that is over us, that is civil government. And my answer always is that God has ordained government as the slave of God, as a servant of God, to administer that which is right. And that means to prosecute evil and to protect the good. And we see a nation's executive office, the president, the Oval Office, the highest uh, office in the nation, and the uh, most powerful in the world, saying that you don't have to adhere to the law, that it's simply lawlessness. You don't have to listen to the courts. Uh, the courts have already uh, ordered that the uh, illegals uh, stay in Mexico until their case is heard, and that's being ignored. The executive order, some 82, 83 executive orders, and you've heard me say before, Tony Perkins has said that uh, over 60% of those are absolutely unconstitutional and go against uh, religious liberty, freedom, and faith in the family in the United States of America. Uh, just this week, Biden ordered the national employers uh, to ignore that. Uh, so what should our listeners understand? You touched on it. Let me just drill down on that a little bit. Uh, the Tenth Amendment, explain that to our listeners. I believe that a lot of folks are uh, badly mistaken as to what our Constitution says. Uh, and the Tenth Amendment does not give the federal government uh, the power to do whatever they want to. It's called states' rights. Would you elaborate on that for our listeners? Yes, Dr. Young. Well, first I'll read what the Tenth Amendment says. It says, the, pow the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So in other words, uh, at that time, and it, it is still applies today, the, the Constitution is not a living document that changes with the times. It says exactly what it means, and it means exactly what it says. And what it's saying is that the power is not delegated to the government by the Constitution, nor if it is prohibited by the states are reserved to the states. It does not belong to the government. Any enumerated power that is not listed in Article 1, 2, and 3 of our Constitution, the three different branches, Article 1 covering the legislative branch, Article 2 the executive branch, and Article 3 the, the judicial branch, it lists what their powers are. If those powers are not listed there, then they do not have that power. The only way they could would be by an amendment to the Constitution. Yes. And the first 10 amendments made it clear that the powers belong to the states and not to the people. And by the way, I would argue, Dr. Youngblood, that we should have stopped after the first 10 amendments. We did not need any of the <laughs> other amendments. They were, right. The powers and rights were clearly spelled out in the Constitution and in those first 10 amendments. Uh, even the others, you know, uh, like the... 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, giving slaves the right to vote and, and freedom and so forth. That is in the Constitution. We did not Already. need an amendment. Yeah. That's right. We did not need an amendment to try to clarify that. Absolutely. 
So, Congressman, uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that telephone number is 831-0917, 831-0917. If you'd like to ask a question, join in the dialogue and discussion. We're talking with Congressman Mike Hill, the former District 1 representative for the state of Florida, of uh, which I have a lot of admiration and a high esteem for him and his stand on morals and ethics and values, the constitutionality of where we ought to be focused in our nation today with a constitutional republic and not with a dictator totalitarian regime as we have in Washington today. Congressman, I'm looking at an article that says 80% effective. CDC chief floats an argument for permanent mask mandate in America. Let me just read you a paragraph of it. The, C- the Con- uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, Director Rochelle Walensky, is declaring that mask can be uh, reduced to change, can be, mask can reduce or change the infection form of COVID-19 by 80%, contrary to studies by the CDC itself and the real-world data. Further, Walensky indicated that masks could become a staple for all Americans, adding that they also help protect from other illnesses like the common cold and the flu. And she goes on to uh, talk about the need to have a mask mandate, and she's pushing now for a mask mandate for all of Americans all the time. It goes on to say, in this article, there's not a single study in the entire world that has been produced during the pandemic, or especially before, that shows mask reduce infections by 80%, according to the studies. This is the most comically bad misinformation I've ever seen, this writer says in this article. CDC has been reduced to outright lies and more lies. Hey, how do you respond to, Congressman? The mindset now that you can just keep on oppressing the people with repressive uh, rules and guidelines and regulations, and we're supposed to just sit back and take it. What's your position on that? And do you believe that masks would be beneficial to be uh, mandated for all people in America all the time? Uh, No, Dr. Youngblood. And if this administration, including uh, the head of the CDC, who is a radical leftist, If what they were trying to do was not so tragic, it would be laughable. But exactly what she is talking about makes no sense at all. There have been studies that have been that have proven the ineffectiveness of these masks. They know that the size of a um, COVID-19 virus is 0.1 microns, very small, and they know that the surgical mask. Um, can only um, screen out those that are larger than 0.8 microns, and that the uh, uh, any the 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 uh, M95 masks are a little bit better. They can screen out 0.7 microns. Well, the COVID virus and a lot of other viruses are much smaller than that. They're 0.1 microns. The masks are not effective. And it's been proven. We've seen it during this entire pandemic where people are walking around with masks on and they are completely ineffective. The only thing it does is add some emotional comfort to people who have given themselves the impression based on, as you said, and I agree with, these lies coming out of the CDC and the American Medical Association, which for some reason has gone completely to the left. It is just insane. And 
they, they have come out with these lies saying that these masks are necessary and that they're effective, and it gives people an emotional crutch to put them on to make them think that now all of a sudden they are protected and they are safe. When they are not, those masks are completely ineffective at stopping the spread of a COVID virus or a flu virus or any other type of virus because they are so small that those masks cannot contain them. So, Congressman, with that being said, and that sets the stage for where we want to go for the next few minutes uh, with our dialogue and discussion today. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with uh, Congressman Mike Hill, former representative of District 1 in the state of Florida. Uh, Congressman, I'm looking at an article that says the senior NIH director, or senior NIH doctor, not director, pushes back on COVID-19 vaccine mandates. This is dated November the 10th now, for the clarity of it. A top infectious disease doctor raised alarm about COVID-19 vaccine mandates, despite top federal officials recommending them for businesses, schools, and all other institutions. Uh, Dr. Matthew uh, Mimoli, that's M-E-M-O-L-I, Mimoli, uh, who runs a clinical studies unit with the National Institute of Health, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, headed by Dr. Anthony Fauci, is scheduled to argue against all COVID vaccine mandates in his December the 1st uh, seminar hosted by the agency, according to Dr. Wendell, a senior NIH biochemist uh, who is planning the seminar. Quote, there's a lot of debate within the NIH about whether a vaccine mandate is even appropriate, he told Wall Street Journal. He told uh, he had told Fauci July the 30th in his emails that he believes, this is the doctor now that is against the vaccine mandate, he, he believes, quote, the way we are using the vaccine is wrong adding that mandated vaccines are extraordinarily problematic for Americans, end quote. And, uh, Congressman, I'm looking at an article where David or Daniel Horowitz says, FDA's own Pfizer approval document suggests myocarditis, uh, myocarditis uh, form uh, shot might be bigger threat than COVID itself. Now, this is the statement. We're not even trying to convince you anymore, this article says. They're now using brute force to coerce you into COVID fascism, including forced injections, so they have no need even to hide their false information anymore. According to a Pfizer FDA briefing document prepared by October the 25th, meeting was on, uh, the meeting was an admission that even according to the company's own unverified and misleading math, there is a scenario where there would be more hospitalizations among children from myocarditis, just one side effect, than from COVID itself. And he goes on and on and on about that. Let me just say this, and I'm praying that I'm wrong, but is it your understanding that uh, Franklin Graham had received uh, the COVID-19 vaccination and his booster shot? I've heard about that, Dr. Youngblood, but I have no confirmation. I don't, I don't know if he actually did or not. Well, it was my understanding in my stacks and archives someplace, I have two or three articles on that because he was parading the fact and made the statement. I'm not trying to demean Franklin Graham now because I have a lot of respect and esteem for him. So I want our listeners to know that. But at one point, he declared the vaccinations were valid and good and even said that if Jesus Christ were walking on the earth today, that he would uh, take the shot. And I believe he did. And now the sad, sad thing is he just had heart surgery for myocarditis and uh, I'm wondering if it's as a result of the vaccination. I pray that it's not because it would be very, very 
bad for his future health if that's the case. But I'm concerned about those that take the vaccination and then immediately have uh, major medical problems and then yet uh, the physicians and the medical association is not wanting to link that with COVID. I believe we have Tom on the line. Go over the question or comment, please. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call, Dr. Youngblood. Uh, the last time that Representative Hill was on your program, he mentioned about he thinks that China is headed for economic problems. And I've always wondered how they're getting getting so well when a central planned economy has never worked before, nor has socialism. And I wish he would uh, explain what he sees. I know the biggest land developer in China has bankrupt, but is is have they grown too big too fast? Like the emperor of Japan right before uh, Midway, he said the grapes of victory are falling into our mouths too quickly. Um, would you explain what you see coming for the Chinese economy, Representative Hill? All right, Tom, thank you so much for your call. And since we're on a hard break that's coming up in about 18 seconds, I'm going to ask Congressman Hill to just simply take a word or two and then hold the real thought and the full explanation after the break. Congressman, uh, quickly, how do you respond to that? And then we'll take our break and come back. Yes, I stand behind my statement that the Chinese economy is going to collapse, and I will tell you why when we come back after the break. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for holding your dial. Don't turn that dial. Hold on for about one minute. We're going to take the top of the hour news. Right after that, we'll come back and continue to face the issues today. To learn more, visit conservative.edu. 